Moncrief on News Talk. Now, this week, the G7 nations voted to ban the importation of diamonds from Russia. Another move to squeeze Russia because of its war on Ukraine. It'll come into force on January the 1st. But where diamonds come from and the countries they move through is often an opaque business. We're joined by Jerry Appleby from Appleby's Jewellers on Grafton Street, who I assume don't have a self-service checkout. Jerry, good afternoon to you. No, no, uh, we we stopped that uh, after some mysterious losses. <laughs> yes, uh, good idea that lasted five minutes. So, like, and in, in terms of the world, how 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 much in, in a rough percentage term would Russia produce of the world's in, production in of any, diamonds? In any one year, it produces around thirty percent of the world's diamonds. That's massive. It is massive. But uh, since they decided they'd roll the tanks over the border, um, no Western companies have been buying from them at all, mm. and in fact. Anecdotally, we hear from sources inside Russia that they're stockpiling it. It's just going into the state um, treasury. There are diamonds being traded from Russia. Um, They're being traded more or less exclusively in Dubai. As we know, there's a lot of Irish interests in Dubai, Mm -hmm. Uh, not always of the nicest nature. And a few of those uh, particular individuals are actually involved in a tenuous way, in the procurement and sale of Russian diamonds. The the reason why Europe as a whole has boycotted them was, one, because they are the definition of conflict diamonds, and two, because um, the European Union has been actually quite strict about the whole thing from the beginning. And if you bring diamonds into the European Union, uh, you can you up to now you have been able to import them, but you haven't been able to pay for them because mm. the all the entities that the Russian diamonds are sold through are all sanctioned. Right. So okay. effectively, they don't even try and sell yeah. diamonds into the European Union. Yeah. So what they do is they they put diamonds in a suitcase, bring them to Dubai, and sell them quietly and privately there. And from Dubai, they disappear to India and to China. Okay, and and where would they, you know, and would these be rough diamonds? These are rough are, are diamonds. They, uh, no, these pro- are rough diamonds. Yeah, and where would they be processed? Uh, well, they'd be processed in either India or China. Okay, and you have to remember the G seven represents us. Uh, when I say us, I mean the collective developed world. Yeah. Whereas India and China are not members of the G seven, and they don't they don't follow any of the rules of the G seven. So actually, unfortunately, I don't really see any change whatsoever to the status quo. Currently. Okay, because that's that's way outside the remit yeah. of what the G7 have announced. And also, like, even as it is, they, they, now this ban comes into place on the 1st of January. It comes in for rough diamonds, but for diamonds that have been processed, um, so these would be diamonds that are, say, cut in India, mm. bought from J- Russia, cut in India. Um, after the 1st of March, they're not going to be allowed to be traded also. But Effectively, that trade is already that that ban is already there because uh, the United States has been very, very f- upfront. They don't want to help Russia in any way in, in this type of commercial activity. Um, European Union has been quite strong from the beginning. The the leaks, as usual, are in Dubai. Dubai, unfortunately, in my industry, is a cesspit. Yeah, and uh, it's the the criminal underworld, they live there like princes. They literally live there like princes. Mm. Um, 
the I've heard anecdotal stories of uh, fraudsters, one particular fraudster because he was involved in the diamond industry, uh, reputedly paid over $500 million to be allowed to stay in Dubai because he was wanted to be extradited back to India for his $1.8 billion fraud. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, he can afford to pay the protection money. So, but but if, say, a diamond uh, uh, takes that route from Russia into India and it's processed in India, can you still spot that it's a Russian diamond? Yeah, you can. I can. And in my company, we're, we're, we're actually used to looking at Russian diamonds because prior to the Russian invasion of Georgia in 2008, I actually bought quite a few Russian diamonds, cut them myself, polished them ourselves. But as I say, after they invaded Georgia in 2008, it became very obvious the type of regime that mm. Putin was running. Yeah. Okay, and so are there, but there are distinctive things are, even after they've been di- Yes, yeah, there are distinctive types of inclusions that you really only find in Russian diamonds. You do find them in other diamonds, but in a tiny percentage. So we just, just to be safe, you just don't touch them. Yeah. And uh, there's other kinds of things to do with uh, the makeup of the diamond that tells you where it's from. Mm. So in, in Ireland, if somebody walks into Applebee's, where have those diamonds come They're from? They're mostly coming today. They're mostly coming from Botswana and Canada. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we and try wh- and support Botswana wherever we can because Botswana is the poster child for a responsibly run African country. Now, that sounds like a um, we're, I'm talking down to African countries. But the reality is that a lot of African countries, they're kleptocracies. Whereas uh, Botswana is um, a very, very careful country. It's protected its diamond image and it's protected its diamond industry very, very carefully. And if you go to Botswana, you would be quite impressed because unlike its surrounding countries, there's very, very little crime. Um, There's very good hospitals, very good schools, um, very, very good social social networks, mm. and that's all paid for by the diamond industry because the diamond industry is the only thing that Botswana has. Yeah, okay. But it's, but it's a very well-run country. If anybody wants to see why uh, the country actually works very well, there's a very nice movie. It's called uh, A United Kingdom. It was made about uh, 10 years ago, and it's about the former king of Botswana marrying a, um, a lady from the UK. Ah, yes, I think I vaguely remember that film, but yes. what he did was he abdicated from the... He he, he resigned as king, mm. and instead he stood for election. And surprise, surprise, in, and actually, I believe, a totally transparent and open election, he won by a landslide. Yeah. And as a result, he, was, he had a democratic mandate. He ran the country very, very well, and he set the company that runs their diamond industry up very, very well. They actually now own, uh, but the government of Botswana own about 20% of De Beers, the diamond company. And uh, as a result, they actually are making a lot of the rules in the diamond industry today. Oh, that's interesting. And the, the diamonds that you source in Canada, are they all mined in Canada? Or yes, they're they mined in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, again, there's an Irish connection. There's an Irish connection to Botswana and there's an Irish connection to the Canadian um, Fields. The biggest uh, diamond field, the biggest diamond mine in um, Canada, has quite a large shareholding from Dermot Desmond. And there's a chap called Mr. Teeling of the whiskey fame, who really made his uh, money in Botswana because 
uh, he employed some very, very good geologists and had the two biggest diamond strikes of the latter, of the, the end of the 20th century. He, he made them. So an Irish guy is... That's so interesting. Is Israel... Israel is, uh, has quite a heavy involvement in processing diamonds, it, it is that was, right? It used to be a big diamond processor. It's not as big as it used to be. India's really taken over. In mm. fact, if, if you break the world of diamonds up, you have Antwerp is the world trading centre for rough diamonds and for polished diamonds throughout Europe and into the United States. Israel... Um, distributes diamonds through the Middle East, uh, Turkey and the United States, um, but really doesn't have that much export business to Europe. Yeah, okay. That's all fascinating stuff, Jerry. Thank you so much yeah, for coming into us uh, to time when, obviously, it's pretty busy, I imagine, well, in Applebee's jewellery. Engagement rings are, are, had been very, very quiet because of lockdowns. Boy couldn't meet girl. Mm. But now it's... Uh, Game on. Let's game on. <laughs> right, okay. Get, so get. Lots, of, lots of people coming in for very nice sparkles. Yeah. We're yeah. very happy. Get them quick before they all go. That was Jerry Appleby there from Appleby's Jewellers on Grafton Street in Dublin. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.